I have huge news. Huge have, news? Yeah, I know, right? I have big, big Ooh, news. Hold up. Let me hit you with the big, big, huge news uh, music stinger. Big news. Is also huge news. News isn't always news, but sometimes it's big and sometimes it's huge. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your show. Yeah, it was really good, dude. That like had it was perfectly timed. Uh, it was catchy, and I enjoyed yeah. the had a good baseline. So could never uh, do it again. Over the years, you guys have had discussions about certain films that a lot of people have seen. And I have recently seen a film that you guys, I know for a fact, have seen. And in previous years, I have not been able to partake in the conversation. Oh. And might have, I might have even employed some kind of defense mechanism during that time where I pretended to be checked out or better than it or being sarcastically replying the entire time. But now I can finally add something to the conversation about a Halloween-themed movie that my wife chose as part of our We Each cho Choose a Single Halloween Movie Each Year, which is a tradition I'm forcing her to do even though she doesn't really want to. And so her pick, a movie she also has not seen, is... Ladies and gentlemen, Beetlejuice. Have you guys seen this? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, dude, you just saw the magic that is like the five minutes of Michael Keaton in Beetlejuice? Okay, great point, Joe. Yes, I did. And I have many thoughts on this film. Oh, I'm excited. Steve is, oh man, Steve's on the edge of his seat because he has opinions. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I well, hope we have a good jovial conversation with both agreements and I'm disagreements. I'm just excited that you are an adult man who well, has never you. seen Beetlejuice. Yeah, how now, exciting. And now we get to have yeah, a fresh. conversation about it. Ooh, I can't can we wait. Th let's throw some more context. That's what I'm excited that. about. I want to put some context icing on our flavor pie. Ooh, great. <laughs> let's open the cabinet. <laughs> Elliot is a Michael Keaton fan because he loves the first Batman. Yeah. He loves the first Batman. Deeply. So he's going into Beetlejuice loving first Batman era Michael Keaton. We have to have Absolutely. that on the pie. I mean, can we talk about how Beetlejuice is basically like a timeless, like it's just a good movie and uh, everything else has something for everyone in it. But as long as it's like a good movie, I think that's everyone finds something to like about Beetlejuice. And I've yet to meet mm. someone who's like, I don't like Beetlejuice at all. Interesting. You know, it's a phrase um, I've maybe never heard. Yeah, that's very interesting. Elliot, to hear are you, you going to say, say that, that phrase? I, no, I'm not going to. But I want to throw a little more uh, context seasoning back on y'all's pizza pies. When Ooh, was the okay. last time love it, love it, love it. you guys actually watched Beetlejuice? I'm gonna say like two years ago. Two years, Within okay, five. or maybe a year. Within five, ago. okay, nice, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that about regular? Yeah. You guys do it once every five, every few years. You'll kind of. I watch it, it quite a bit. As a matter of fact, the last time I watched it, dude, was we watched a work print version of it with like deleted scenes and like uh, oh cool weird music cues that were not Danny Elfman songs like, like not other... quite like uh like color corrected exactly. scenes and stuff like that really nice. show like the bones of a movie yeah it looked like a yeah. big like you're watching like a rough print of it in a screening yeah. nothing room. like dude every single movie 
like anything that you think is like the best movie on the planet, you see it in that bone stage and you're like, how does anybody <laughs> gonna work? ever make a movie? <laughs> like how do the executives go? Perfect. Keep going. Keep making it yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll give you more money. Cocaine and shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the last time I watched it was like that though. Yeah. And okay. I've got a very like, um, my family is very adamant about Halloween through Christmas. Like that time period in the year is Absolutely. filled with those movies, those moments. So if I didn't sit down and watch Beetlejuice all the way through, I definitely like have caught parts of it over and over and over again while the family has been watching it. Very interesting, Joe. I have never even, I didn't even know the plot of this movie. Wow. I didn't, I didn't get the general idea. I didn't know the arc. I didn't know the, the how fun. Theme. I what barely a treat. knew. I figured it was such a treat, dude. In Grace was in the same boat, so we both went in Whoa. basically blind. And we, I can't speak for her, but I, I would say she probably thinks the same thing. I was blown away and loved every second of this movie. Guys, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, Beetlejuice. It is <laughs> give us, fantastic. Give us your rundown. Tell us why you loved it. Okay, I will. And then I have some notes at the end, if that's okay. I would okay. love to hear That's fine. Notes. No movie's perfect. Right. Okay, perfect. First of all, I was entertained from start to finish. I don't think there was a single moment where I wasn't having a great time. Visually, absolutely incredible. Tim Burton at its best. I yep. mean, I, the creepiness, the unnervingness of all the little claymation things just added a certain tone to it that wasn't what was necessarily your scary. when you first saw this? Oh, the stretching yeah. faces <laughs> so that i've seen like pictures of like I've, like clips and stuff but i had no idea what it actually wow. like the context of what they were doing or the fact that spoiler alert they're basically trying to scare people out of their house wow. Catherine o'hara who's Whereas, fantastic i don't remember a time in my life where beetlejuice wasn't like a part of my life isn't that so, crazy yeah yeah like like seeing the pop culture references were like that's Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice. But for you, you've gone through your whole life not seeing one of Michael Keaton's most perfect mm -hmm. roles. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect roles. And I like that I, like Joe was saying, love him in Batman and just chose to never expand on that beyond maybe <laughs> Batman Returns occasionally. And, uh, <laughs> and um, multiplicity. Multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> Like for real, it, it was multiplicity, uh, and Jack Frost. Yes, uh, but sure. Yeah, so excellent. The Danny Elfman score is incredible. I just I thought it was hilarious throughout. Michael Keaton's performance is unbelievable. Oh. Uh, like truly cracked me. Yeah, notes wise, two major notes. Mm -hmm. I understand Beetlejuice to be a demon. Is that correct? Yes. I do believe you. it was still a little heavy on the amount of immediate sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot, a of, lot. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of 80s comedy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like very like, whoa. And it yeah. keeps going with it. But, you know, once you get past that and even some of his lines of the way he delivers every line is hilarious and so there's nothing you can do about that my only other note and this is the only one is the movie feel felt to me like it like they were like we need to end this movie in two minutes like it was like the very end yeah. the the thing she rides in on the thing and, and it, it eats, eats beetlejuice <laughs> the sandworm and then, that's yeah. it. and then that's it and then that's it everything's yeah. fine but they don't show her to my <laughs> recollection ever getting on the snake or like there's well, no scene there, with the... She just sees it. 
There's the scene where Adam steps out into the netherworld. Adam. And he, yeah. they see the like sandworms. And um, at one point, Beetlejuice says that he's like afraid of sandworms. Like he hates them. I see. So okay. I think there's, that's how I connect it. Is that like, she remembered that he was afraid of the sandworms. And then she saw that they were like right outside her door. It's very strange. <laughs> it felt like a rush. They ending. go to Saturn. They go to, they oh, go to Saturn. Yeah. Um, it's Saturn where the, where the sandworms are. It's really? Saturn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Beetlejuice. Don't say it two more times. It gets sexually assaulted. I know. Right. Uh, and say I get sexually assaulted. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't uh, take issue with him wanting to marry a 13 year old. Yeah. Girl. That's pretty bad too. <laughs> oh, I did. I actually I categorize that under the sexual assault. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um the the marrying um of of Winona Ryder and the forcing of it is definitely dark too, but it also mm-hmm. reminded me very much of Bowser and like Princess Peach and all that, which totally. is also but, weird. Okay, but not, not the age difference. I don't know if I'm this is not a defense of the creative choices, I don't think, but I do think because of the joviality of the movie and how much you end up loving Beetlejuice as a character, it is very important that these very like deplorable things happen to remind you that he is a big piece of fucking shit bad person <laughs> yeah he's a big bad asshole <laughs> yeah he's not good no but um, he's so he's so peak keaton he's peak keaton it's peak everybody nah, it's yeah. peak everybody i think that you're like fall in love with the character that is beetlejuice and it's actually a day di- it's actually a good commentary on all the bullshit we're probably dealing with now in society preach like, son Joe, that's a really good point. Like, but like Beetlejuice is talked about a lot. Like Michael Keaton's portrayal of Beetlejuice is like a timeless. Like, I feel like Jim Carrey took notes when he like watched. One hundred percent. It's like a precursor of the mask, right? Like, totally. It's definitely. A, a... Like he paved the way for. Oh shit! You can break the rules and like jump around the set and like lose your mind and and people will like respond well to that. And I and we love Keaton shit, but like you mentioned, Elliot, that you, Catherine O'Hara, you didn't even know Catherine O'Hara was in it, probably. No, I know I do. But you love her, right? You love her yeah. in everything, Shit's Creek, Every- and all the Christopher Guest movies and stuff. Isn't she fucking great too? Like yeah. everyone's in their A game. Everyone. The, the big guy, the big boy that does yeah, the yeah, yeah. interior um, design. He's the voice of the mayor, Glenn Shaddix. He's the mayor in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I didn't know that. I love this, but it makes like, sense. I, Ortho. Ortho. Ortho or Ortho? Ortho, I think, is the guy from He-Man. Or is that Orko? (laughs) That's a whale. It's Otho in Beetlejuice. And he's a horrible piece of crap in that movie, too. I always remember him being, like, in my mind, because I was a kid and I probably didn't equate all of Beetlejuice's bad things to his ha-has, I was like, Otho's the bad guy. I don't like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because he's perpetuating this weird New York art culture out in the, the uh, middle of the country, and it just doesn't work there. Throughout the movie, there were were so many moments in which we said to each other, this is the craziest movie we've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially when there's a full scene that is just, uh, they like, come and we Yeah, isn't that an insane scene? Yeah. 
it's insane because it keeps going and going and going. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, this is still happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're dude, all the comedic actors in that are so good. Yeah, it was so it's a good. really wonderful movie. So that's Robert my Robert Goulet, famous singer mm-hmm. Robert Goulet in that scene. Goulet. Yeah. Goulet. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'm, my movie is eventually going to be Cabin in the Woods, which Grace is nervous about watching. Ooh. So fucking, dude, you That's guys so picked two fucking Bangers. next level movies. Yeah. Are you kidding Bangers. me? We're out oh. next year. Like, I don't know what other Halloween movies I'm going to be able to get into the before the door. Do like, she's going to be like, no, if if Halloween, if, if Cabin in the Woods is too scary, the tradition's over. Do you know anything about Cabin in the Woods? I've seen it. Yeah, I love it. I love oh, that movie. She has never seen it. Okay. That's nope, she's awesome. Never seen it. She'll be fine. We could, we could nerd out over Cabin in the Woods then. Man, that movie's so what's fucking a, What's good. a movie that like terrified her that she's like, I'll never watch that again? I don't know, actually. I mean, Jurassic Park. Did you guys see Megan? It's a pretty low bar. <laughs> yeah, very low. You guys watched <laughs> Megan? Yeah, I like you Megan You guys both did? She saw Megan? Yeah, she, like, she saw me. Was she like, that's terrifying and I never want to see it again? No, she liked Megan, as I recall. Mm. I think yeah. maybe it's like we might. It's kind of you just gotta get her in. You gotta sit her down and get her. She'll think Cabin in the Woods is so damn creative and cool. She'll love it. I I think so. Yeah, I think she'll really appreciate it once she once she gets over the sort of. I think there's some jump scares in it, but I don't think it'll be too bad. I don't think it'll be anything though, like Beetlejuice, because last year she chose her choice was Nightmare Before Christmas, which we'd also never seen. So I feel like I'm really getting caught up on a lot of wow. movies that you guys have talked about, and I feel like I can finally. Say that I, feel, I can nod when you guys are like, yeah, Beetlejuice. I feel, I, see, I'm not a big, like, I can watch Nightmare Before Christmas, and I think I appreciate it a little bit more in my adult years, but as a kid, I didn't really get the appeal. Oh, I didn't I, either. Dude, that movie felt like it was made for me when, I, when yeah. that was coming out. And I remember being so excited because it was like, I loved stop motion animation so much. Like there's some really cool stop motion animated stuff out there. And the fact that Tim Burton was doing like a Christmas twisted stop motion animated, like creepy thing. It felt like I was the target audience like immediately. Yeah. Here's the demo fact about that movie um, that I've recently (laughs) been hit in the face with at react. I do. I just did a uh, guess the Christmas movie by the DHS cover art. um, Oh, that's video. It was really fun. I had some fun with it. But there happened to be a couple of uh, youngins in it, 16-year-old girls, and they swiftly told me, 16-year-old girls today, how sexy Jack Skellington is. Without irony. Just like, oh my god, Jack is so sexy. Mm. And I was like, huh. And then they also educated me on the uh, concept of Pete Davidson being ugly hot. Dude, I was about to say Jack yeah. Skellington has the Pete Davidson kind of appeal yep. of yep. like, oh, you're, you're skinny. And then and they threw Michael Sarah into the same category, which I thought was very interesting. As Jack it's Skellington? A, as ugly hot. Like they call it ugly hot. <laughs> yeah. I don't I like, I, I get it. Is it I because it. I mean, these, are, these seem like fixable, flawed men? And the pursuit of fixing these flawed men is like attractive. I don't know if a 16 year old wants to fix flawed men. I don't know. They think yeah, they just I, might straight up be like, I see that, then I like it. Yeah. Ooh, and you, you can't weird. forget that all 16 year olds are dumb as rocks. So, yeah, that's true. Real <laughs> stupid. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I was a big oh. idiot when I was 16. I'm a big idiot now. I'm so You're like such three an idiot. 16 year olds. I barely now. got smarter. Yeah. Yeah. You're like three 16 year olds. 
Yeah, about that. Yeah, you're in about a, that. In a, in a potato bag. <laughs> Oogie boogie. Get him out. Get him out. So wait, we need to talk more about Night or uh, Beetlejuice. Um, yeah. I got so many more things to say about. Yeah, it. I love I, the football team. I love yes. uh, how the, dumb they I are. I want to watch. So dumb. <laughs> the uh, the old lady that they call Coach. I don't think and, we survived uh, that crash. Yeah, yeah, that's very <laughs> funny, and uh, so dark. And it was just like the moments that got me laughing <laughs> were frequent, but they got me laughing very hard. And then there were other moments where I was like. This is a different era of movies, and I then mm-hmm. I start thinking about the sequel, and I was like, I don't know how how they're gonna do. I'm I scared. Hope they, I'm dude, scared. Yeah. Here's the thing about the sequel that's pretty interesting. There were two attempts at a Beetlejuice sequel before. One was like this a one. Hawaiian vacation right. getaway. Like I think they they were like, well, Beetlejuice Beetlejuice was a hit. And they were like, well, you got to make another one, right? And he was like, I don't want to make another one. And they're like, okay, but we'll give you this much money and you could do whatever the fuck you want. And so he wrote the he were he he pursued the Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian concept for the sequel to that movie. And it was essentially a throwback to those like beach blanket party movies from the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that Burton like loved a lot. And he was going to do like a bunch of weird beach movie, like shit, like terrible green screen Beetlejuice surfing on a surfboard and stuff. And there was going to be like a surf competition and there's like a Hawaiian God that he like battles. It's such a, Uh, it it sounds like it was a Tim Burton F you. He's like, I don't want to do it, but if you, if you make me, this is what I'm going to make. And then I think he was offered Batman and was like, oh shit, I'm gonna do that. And then but abandoned I, a Beetlejuice, I think. But I think he put one of the scenes from the Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii, and I'm making this up, but it's plausible into Batman when the toxic chemicals oh, are being yeah. dispersed. And it cuts to like an old, like they're on the beach getting yeah. the thing and the little smile pops up. Yeah, he got to do his a little bit of his beach thing. That's funny. Oh. That's interesting. Before Quentin Tarantino had his feet, Tim Burton had his uh, Hawaiian fifties movies. Okay. Can we, he had, he had the beach. <laughs> we, see, see, look at me engaging in this conversation. Quick, uh, <laughs> momentary tangent to just say the fucking Prince bat dance song and music <laughs> video is madness. It's insane. Madness. That and he was that. tasked to do that. Um, I have one more thing I want to bring up about Beetlejuice. Um, he's gross. Yeah, he's gross for sure. Hang on. Oh, so you're I love that you guys were thinking that like this is simultaneously like the fun, one of the funniest movies we've seen, but also one of the weirdest movies we've ever seen. That's correct. And isn't that incredible that like there was a time where a movie like that could even go out into theaters, let alone be a hit movie? Yes. It makes me wonder why. I mean, we know the answer why. But how awesome would it be if we had directors taking like big chances like that and doing like non-franchised bonkers one-off movie ideas? I think we're I think it's coming back. You think think so? What feels like that? It may be in like a streaming way. It may not be a theatrical thing. I think the theatrical world is a little different now, but I do feel like and I I think the numbers might back it up a little bit, but I do feel like 
they overshot the moon a little bit after Endgame and Infinity War. They thought people were still going to be as invested with these worlds moving forward. Mm. And I don't think we are. And I don't think they're making as quality stuff. And I think they're starting to see that. I do think the A24s of the world and a lot of the things that have been popping up on streaming, like um, whether or not you you liked it or not, but like the talk to me's or the um, no one's going to save you's the, and barbarian. Like, I think these things are being made. And I think I think it's going to be a cyclical thing. I think, I think we're coming that, back. I, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree, but I feel Barbie's like as far one as, of them. As far as like A24 is concerned. So that's interesting because that's like the first example of like a non- um like uh like because you're talking about like the horror genre is like where to we're totally where directors get to kind of play around i did and say a lot of horror but i could even throw out other things like claws that animated christmas movie that came out recently which is fucking awesome and independent. Yeah. And, and like i think they're happening we're just too spread out the thing about yeah. the 1980s is that a there was less so when the cream rose to the top it was like here's this bubble that popped and everybody experiences it together now the, like the vat of cream is so fucking big that when bob bubbles are popping you're they're popping in like venn diagram groups of people it takes a while and it takes something super big like barbie to really have everybody experience it together culture well, is not also, experiencing culture together sure. anymore sure yeah. but i also feel like it's it like they're trying to make movies really big and seem like they're world building and uh franchise starting like big ideas and things like that and i think something like beetlejuice is like such a small story with like a small universe too seemingly mm -hmm. like we don't we get to see kind of like the world of the dead or whatever but it all feels like we're just on sets like we're never like on any locations really it feels like it's such a small even it's like a small big movie like where it doesn't need to be like a multiversal like seven plot lines going on kind of thing and i think movies are trying to like you know they're all like subtext now like um talk to me was like a uh, addiction allegory like a very obvious addiction allegory and it's like all right well you know I, there's a lot of those what happened in the movies that are just like what the fuck is beetlejuice about i guess it's like <laughs> appreciate your life or something <laughs> what is the beetlejuice theme what's the theme of beetlejuice it's instead of the <laughs> the occupants wanting the ghosts out it's the ghosts wanting the occupants out so it's just yeah. a reversal on the horror it's a reversal of an exorcism genre. yeah like a like an exorcist story yeah the bio he is a, exorcist he is a bio exorcist yeah. which is that <laughs> an i was amazing that's what, mm, i sense i'm sold because <laughs> we had like pop we're like bio exorcist and we were like oh we get it <laughs> let's buckle up let's buckle yeah, up honey babe let's buckle up this is gonna be okay <laughs> we got a bio exorcist i guess i just miss like like I, I think I've talked about this movie called Mandibles. Have, you, have I told you guys about this yeah, movie? Yeah, is that the Fly one? The Fly movie. It's like this French movie about these like two idiots that stumble upon a giant fly, and then like the movie is about them like doing shit with that giant fly, and it's just this small little movie, but it's really funny and bizarre and strange and it felt to me like one of those movies that like they really take a chance on and just kind of like make it and go like fuck it let's see what happens but it's rare that you see something like 
Because Michael Keaton, when Beetlejuice came out, was like kind of a star. Right, but that was the vehicle that was being made back then. Right. right? Like at right. the end of the day, Tim Burton was a star too. Or right. was a rising star. So it wasn't rising that big star. of a... Those were the vehicles. Unfortunately, there are bigger vehicles that are flashy now, but I don't think it means that those other things aren't being made. They're just not... They're not the things that we're seeing in the theaters. They just... I just... Yeah, I just want to see something like Beetlejuice now. Something as weird and funny and imaginative as Beetlejuice. Like I have, I can't when, even I can't even think of a movie. Everything everywhere makes, all at once. But but the, I yeah. can't compare that to Beetlejuice. Like I want to like that movie is like perfect and stands on its own as like a a really cool drama it's, action. It sounds talking, to me I'm talking oh, about like uh, like a big wacky not take itself too seriously Beetlejuice type movie i think you just want comedy back that's the one thing that we're missing is that yeah. comedies aren't being Very made there's yeah. no wacky character comedies anymore there's no, no there's really no apatow movie comedies which were just like salt of the earth people like improving. there's no will ferrell character movies no mike myers yeah, there's like, those movies like bomb now adam sandler is the closest thing but like nobody we've talked about this nobody's taken like the comedy rail or like taken the the train mm -hmm. on the comedy rails and I think comedy is definitely, at least in movie form, missing for sure. Yeah. You would think, too, like, I remember there being this, a bunch of studies or whatever about how culturally when things get really sad, they there's an uprise of com of comedies. Like they It's about compensate. to, we're going to have a big old uprise. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you'd be like, you'd think right now there'd be, like, a few more comedies, because, like, I think it was, like, after 9-11, Zoolander, uh, like, it was the height mm -hmm. of that whole, like, type of movie. Yeah. And uh, they they do really well in times of stress, but I think yeah, there's I'm sure there are a billion factors as to why there's not so many right now. There is this. Uh, I think yeah, I don't know. It's definitely worth discussing, and there's a lot of interesting ways that conversation can go in that realm. There is that movie, uh, D Dicks the musical or something. Yeah, I'm excited about. Does this look like the Bears? Riding yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Very good. For those listening to this, Joe's mm. shirt has a bear riding a... A bicycle. A bicycle. Oh, look at and it go. He just made it look like the bear is riding across the screen. It's very cute. YouTube.com slash... Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Watch him do a wheelie. Whoa, Whoa! Look at him go! Can he flip? <laughs> Can he do a flip? Yeah. <laughs> just take the shirt off and spin it. <laughs> zing, zing. But, uh... Yeah, Dick's the Musical is an A24, like, uh, gay comedy musical. Oh, um, with what's his name? The guy on the street? Yes. Wait, is Billy Eichner in that? Am no, Billy Eichner did a different one that also He bombed. did a different gay comedy that definitely bombed, yeah. Wait, did Dick's bomb? called Bros or something? No, Bros. Bro. So was the one with uh, David, I or Billy Eichner. Oh, I think you um, got it. Was it called I Bros? Have, I think you might have nailed it. But that movie bombed, unfortunately, and he blamed the homophobic Hollywood audience. Let's he see blamed here. homophobia as the reason why that movie didn't work out. But well, I think that, like, like Joe was saying, like the Judd Apatow, like slice of life. This is how people talk to each other, but they're funny. Thing is like over. Like people do it on TikTok now, and they do it better, and it's shorter and funnier. And uh, it doesn't really work in movies anymore. This Dick's the Musical thing, though, 
is interesting because a musical is not easy to make and a musical movie is certainly not easy to make either. And the fact that it's uh, largely LGBTQ plus focused film gays, the gays, the gay, um, the gay agenda, the gay agenda. And are you guys uh, uh, into um, hell of a cast? Are you guys into also the the musical of Joker two? Because people seem to oh, be yeah. quite not wanting it. They say, "Oh, it's gonna be a musical. I'm out. Oh, I'm not gonna watch a musical." And also, it's uh, very funny to see. Are yeah, saying they don't musical. like Lady Gaga. Wait, well, is it really Ga- a musical? Yeah, it's a it's totally a musical. It's yeah. a musical. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lady uh, Gaga and and Joaquin Phoenix in a musical, The Joker two. I feel like Folet Days. It's like a French title too. It yeah. seems like Are you guys like messing with me. Of, no, no. How did no, I not know re- this, dude? That's really happening. It's a musical, yeah. and there's so many pictures of the and Lady them. Gaga is Harley Quinn. I think. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. I knew that, but I didn't know <laughs> what. Do you, do you, can I also? Can I blow your mind with this part of it, Joe? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I find subscriptions absolutely so annoying. <laughs> uh, too, for example, I yeah, I have a subscription for Bones. I have a subscription to letters uh, that I get from fake dead people. You know how you forget about them all of a sudden? It's just running up your bank account, and it's so annoying. Well, let me tell you about a membership that's not going to be a hassle, guys. There is a subscription for everything, from artisan jerky to all those streaming subscriptions it feels like we've lost their value saving time and money subscriptions only really make sense for stuff you use all the time on the same cadence like razor blades on the same cadence that's an interesting way to put it i guess what they're saying is that you use razors constantly and so if you're going to have a subscription service for something you should really have a subscription service for something that you're going to consistently use so that you don't either like you know have a whole collection of them that you're not going to go through or if something maybe goes bad or whatever and so something like harry's is totally perfect for that subscriptions Like with Harry's, you get high quality German engineer blades right to your door and every order saves you money compared to that big brand most guys are used to buying. You know who we're talking about. Get them as low as $2 per blade at harrys.com slash valleycast. Harry's also has a very comfortable handle that feels really nice and I've been using it nonstop. I think it's been like four weeks right now and it's still so smooth and obviously you might go, well, Elliot, you don't look like you shave. Well, let me tell you something. I have to shave in such a particular way to even have a remote chance of it looking like I don't have patchy facial hair and Harry's helps a lot with that. It's a smooth shave that shouldn't be rough on your wallet. The trial sets a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash valleycast. It includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, a weighted handle, like I said, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for when you're on the go. Scheduled delivery for refills as low as $2. That's half of what you pay for some other blades, by the way. Mm-hmm. They also have creams, washes, and lotions that'll keep your skin healthy and hydrated. They also smell really good. Blades made in their own factory in Germany that stay sharp. Guys who've tried it say their eighth shape is as sharp as their first. I've been using it for six weeks, and you know me, that's about the second, but I'm looking forward to the eighth shave very soon because it's sleek, it's ergonomic, it's a weighted handle, and it looks great in your bathroom, and it gives you precise control with each swipe. So get a subscription that saves you time and money with Harry's. 
You Do can it. get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash valleycast. That's harrys.com slash valleycast for a $3 trial set. Thanks, everybody. And now, back to the show. That's good. Now let me blow your mind. I'll blow your mind now. I did a uh, Do Women Know Man's Bodies quiz thing, and on my researching on the internet, I came up with this little fun fact that is connected to the thing that you just did. But this is not part of the ad read. They didn't get this. They didn't pay for this fact. How much stubble, if you shave regularly in your life, how many feet of stubble will you shave off your body by the time you're done? Wow. How many feet of stubble are you going to shave off of your body by the time so you're much. Dead? This is so daily much. shaving? Regularly regularly shaving, yeah. Why stubble? I'm confused on what constitutes stubble. If you're regularly your face. Your face. Okay, so you're just shaving. You're just shaving, shaving your face. Yep. Going down the sink. Those little specks. My favorite Those thing. Those little specks. That, yeah, it's just basically, a little, it's just the tip of your hair. Stubble yeah. also becomes hair, so we could basically change the question to how long would your beard be if you never shaved right. once in your life? Wow. Go for it. Throw out a number. You have a general number? Because yeah. I don't shave every day, so I don't know if I'd be part of that general number. Well, no, like it's just saying how much hair does your face produce in a lifetime is pretty oh. much the question. Okay, okay. Whether I'm or not sh- you're shaving, because if you're not I'm shaving, getting... it's just, uh, just growing. So I'm thinking about the top hair, too. Mm-hmm. For me, it took, like, uh, it took like a year to be like shoulder length. Okay. So, but that's not from shaved. Yeah, and so that's hair. I, that it doesn't grow differently. The facial does I not. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know at all. Okay, I'm gonna uh. go ahead and say I'm gonna say from I'm gonna say an average lifetime, my beard would probably be like fifteen hundred feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. Conservatively, fifteen hundred feet. Just, just throwing it out there. That's so fucking funny. Is that like a quarter of a mile? <laughs> what if I live to be two hundred? It's like you're the kid from the peanut butter experiment. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, man. I was gonna say like, I was gonna. I think maybe nineteen to twenty-one feet. It's 27 feet. <laughs> 27 feet. And the other fact that came on the this back end of that. This is just double? This would be your beard, how long your beard would be, yeah. But yeah. If, you're, if you're regularly shaving. So would that be different than your hair, the top of your head hair? Maybe. Well, yes, it would. Because if, if you never cut your hair your entire life, that starts way earlier than when you're starting your stubbles. Stubbles comes later. Oh, I guess I wasn't thinking about that when you start great to point, grow Joe. hair that's on a your very face. Good comes later they also said that you spend 3350 hours of your life shaving mm, i beg there's got to gotta be a better way <laughs> there's just got to be uh, speaking uh, of harrys that's a great that's a very fun factoid joe thank yeah, you that's for that. crazy who knows could all be wrong got it from the internet yeah do, do, and do plus, like, pubes? People, i want to say people's hair length probably grows at different you know like oh there's yeah. so many there's so many factors. there's so many factors there's so many factors do we have a factor sponsorship uh <laughs> do we have factors uh, fun factors <laughs> okay so i want to i want to present you guys with something 
and then uh and then i want to say goodbye okay <laughs> so i'm hoping this takes at least two hours to talk about yeah we'll hit our mark okay but recently i got into a discussion elliot i don't know how much that you can participate in this conversation i've participated enough but (laughs) (laughs) but i think joe might have a little something to say about it but elliot have you ever seen the movie monster squad nope that's a halloween movie you could watch monster squad is a lot of fun it's kids on bikes versus the universal monsters and if you were shocked at all by some of the verbiage in Beetlejuice, then you better watch out with Monster Squad because <laughs> they throw a hard F in there at you. And uh, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> a hard F? Anyway. Like the word? Yes. Hard F and they call a little girl like a six-year-old like straight up to her face while like holding her face like really like aggressively. <laughs> like a nightmare. Give me the amulet, you bitch yeah <laughs> and she's like, like six. Yeah. no she's that screaming. would scare me anyway yeah. uh i was talking to some friends about this and we have one friend no actually there's a few friends in particular that believe that monster squad is a better movie than goonies it's incorrect and i fully think that's incorrect it's, monster squad isn't a good movie <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah elliot yeah <laughs> yeah oh, elliot's back to nodding i love it so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah monster squad is a fun <laughs> yeah. movie monster squad is a fun movie monster squad is a yeah. classic movie but monster yeah. squad isn't a good movie <laughs> monster squad is one of those movies that's like if you didn't watch it when you were young, you and you watch that movie as an adult, having never seen it, you'd probably be like, okay, I get it, but that wasn't great. Yep. There's and, no, I really uh, don't have a lot to say about it. It like blew that. my mind, though, because Goonies is like almost perfect. I think what we have to also, there's a meta conversation. That I will interject now. Thank yes. you. Um, there yes. is a tendency for people to say these days um, incredibly wrong, uh, outlandish things yeah. in, it, to intentionally um, incite emotion. In fact, a lot of the algorithms that we consume unconsciously online are designed to do just that. So maybe these people are are Ooh. don't even believe themselves. Maybe yeah. they're doing it just to, maybe this is them like messing with you have you thought about confronting them interesting well i mean it doesn't really like it doesn't bother me beyond the conversation uh which is where i think which is how i'm able to live a normal life i think somehow like a little bit of a normal life uh other than the people who like super obsess about um those types of opinions and take it into their personal lives and are emotionally yeah. abusive to their loved ones and, and internet strangers. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that, you know, I if they are fucking with me, then fine. I mean, obviously, then that would make way more sense than believing that that, yeah. that Monster Squad is better than <laughs> Goonies. But uh, it's just, you like know, crazy. when you know, when you're growing up and you would have like, that friend that like 
really wanted to do something and really believed that they were good at it. Let's say you had a friend in theater that was like, I'm an actor. And when you saw them act, you were like, uh-oh. Oh, man. Like, somebody should tell yeah. you not to, but you're going to keep doing it. All of those kids are in Monster Squad. All of the kids that were good at acting are in Goonies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. That's so funny because the one of the best things about Monster Squad is, of course, Stan Winston's fantastic work on the Universal Monsters, his portrayal mm -hmm. of the Universal Monsters. Like, Stan Winston is a legendary visual effects guy. Uh, who did like all the Terminator stuff and like um, Predator and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, but um, but other than in that, yeah, Rings. man, the actors are pretty bad <laughs> in that movie. It's really bad. It is. It is the kids that like really thought they were gonna make it, but then there were the ones that like really had it. And the ones <laughs> that really had it went to Goonies. <laughs> and most of them, most of them. Like, like, God dang, let's go, let's go to the Goonies. Let's talk about the Goonies cast for a second, right? Okay. Corey Feldman goes on, becomes one part of the Corey's, has an amazing 80s career. Absolutely. Has, a, has somewhat of a backwards 90s career and falls off. There's a tragic Hollywood story there. But he mattered for 20 years. <laughs> yes, okay? Did. Josh Brolin. We'll, we'll blow past the tragic Hollywood Josh, oh, Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Thanos. Um, Absolutely um, I'm pretty sure Goonies. Oscar nominated. Still around. Martha Man in Black 4. Disappeared. For a little bit, but then came back and was the lead of a hit television show, like <laughs> yeah. a, maybe a couple of them for quite a while. Sean Astin, <laughs> Sam Gamble, like he's in everything. He still matters. We love Sean Astin. Um, uh, uh freaking um, uh, everything, Sloth. everywhere, Ken, all at once. Ken Key Kwan, yeah, do just Sloth. won a fucking Oscar. <laughs> yeah, do, do, do Sloth now. Uh, uh, <laughs> and Ramsey, Sloth, Sloth dead, <laughs> but Ramsey dead. <laughs> But still, Joey Pants. Joey Pants is alive. Oh, Joey Pantalone. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, oh, short circuit the... guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that no, 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 no. Key, 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 Kwan, Key, 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 Oh, a fucking um, Jeff um, Cohen, um, Hollywood Jeff Cohen, lawyer. Fact, Hollywood lawyer. We worked Kwan's with him. Lawyer. He worked with with. <laughs> That's he, right. Yeah. Uh, everybody in that. Carrie name Green. One, Carrie Green disappeared. She disappeared. Now name one motherfucker from Monster Squad. It's couldn't not do Joey it, do Pants. It. Is it? Oh, it is Joe Pantoliano. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Oh, 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 oh! I got one. I got one. Ah. Uh, Oh, there is one, and he was in fucking Uncle um, Rico. It's Uncle, Uncle Rico. Rico. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. Uh, uh, even One-Eyed Willie had a beautiful future. He sailed off into the sunset. So fictionally, oh, he had a really wonderful. good ending too. Yeah. That's so not even get, Don't even get me started about Steven Spielberg. I mean, come on. Wow. I say all of that with so much love for Monster Squad, but what a ridiculous statement to say. It's, better it's than so the ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, so, I agree. Also, I, Beetlejuice. So this is what I want to ask <laughs> it's a good our movie. audience. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> I want to ask our audience this. What is your horror movie hot take? Ooh. Ooh. Is it something like the Friday the 13th movies suck and they're not scary at all? 
Or is it something like Monster Squad is better than Goonies? Hmm. Do you guys have one off the top of your head? Yeah, no. Sleepaway Camp does not deserve its cult status. You don't think so? That ending is pretty recently. revolutionary. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But also, if you watch the movie, the ending makes no sense with the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of not. That's uh, it that... part it part two is better than it part one the new one <laughs> what the fuck you can't be telling the truth no i 100 percent. bill hater the whole it was so much better wow you really think so huh absolutely not man <laughs> i still got it <laughs> fucking nailed it dude wow. put this motherfucker in goonies get put him in goonies, goonies. <laughs> he's convinced he's a good actor <laughs> um he's gonna make it <laughs> You're gonna make it. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anything else, guys? Uh, that was fun. Um, I went to Coheed and Cambria concert recently. That was cool. Oh. You went to run the Jewels. Was oh. that cool? Yeah, it was. And Tenacious was... D opened for him for a second. That was pretty awesome. Hell yeah! Did they do a whole set, or they did a couple songs, or what they do? We came in late, so we didn't see a oh, bunch of them. Damn. But what they did do that was really cool is they had another act come out, and then uh, Jack Black brought run the jewels on by doing like uh we are the champions but like killing it and like wow. everyone going like, we are that and then it kicks in to run the Damn. jewels and i was it was pretty great it was He's just uh, really such a fucking Damn. showman dude that absolute guy... care like like mag like lightning yeah. a ball of yeah. lightning like uh, everyone in the room wants to see what he's gonna do yeah uh how but coheed and cambrium also very curious loved it I mean. very cool um the coolest moment of the night is we had like the one of my friends hooked us up with tickets and they were VIP tickets, which means they Ooh, were ten dollars oh, nice. more, which means we oh. got to go in like 15 minutes before everybody else and like get our spot in the, th the like the standing cool. only theater. But while hanging out, they came out pre-show, got on stage with some just like acoustic cars and they weren't like done up. They were just all in their casual clothes before uh, what they would come out performing in. They're like, hey guys, what's up? Uh, just going to play a song for you. And they played a really cool acoustic version of Sweet Child of Mine. No and way, cool. Uh... Yeah, it was super intimate and cool. And then they ended it and they're like, okay, see you in a second. They just walked off. It was great. Wow, <laughs> how fun. Yeah. That's great. Uh... Dude, dude, Claudio from Coheed and Cambria. Man, I don't think... Yeah. Coheed and Cambria, I realize, is a pretty niche band and i yeah, don't know a little bit, everybody a little bit. very progressive rock very like nobody's doing what they're doing but also a very unique sound the singer and the band it would it sounded like a recording it was fucking amazing and he was jumping cool. around like a madman even though he's older like amazing performance it was uh, 10 out of 10 it's really good that's awesome dude i'm so yep. glad it was good because sometimes when a concert sucks it's devastating on a level that's hard to describe dude i was scared because their sound is so unique and because yeah. his sound is so unique i was like nobody can sing like that for two hours and then he did and it was that's great, great. Yeah. um i went to fright fest at six flags magic mountain and i also went to uh not scary farm which i'm sure kevin talked about already at great length and I, I'm skipping Universal this year, but I will say in the rankings between Not Scary Farm and Fright Fest, for those of you that are on the fence or are trying to have a fun time having a theme park spooky adventure, mm -hmm. I would say that Six Flags Fright Fest is the winner. What? No way, really? Okay, <laughs> uh, context spice on little pepperoni pizza here. Yeah, uh, you context spice? Just, I don't know if people are familiar. Not all of our listeners live 
around Six Flags Magic Mountain, but it is a hilariously run oh, it's down. Bad. It's a horrible bad it's, theme park. It's it's super sad. It's, it's on a so sad and bad. On a on on a like accoutrement level. Yeah, on a yeah. like on a on a we're creating an environment and an experience level outside of sitting on <laughs> really kick ass roller coasters. Yes. But, ro- ro- while we incredible. were there there was an ant infestation at the food uh <laughs> the food, ha! like kiosks. The most six flags. Most six so flags you thing. couldn't buy like half of the food that they offered there. And which just proves how fucking awful they are. And we went to this barbecue spot. It's amazing. And they had ice cold mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> With the thickest cut, I got a tri-tip sandwich, and the tri-tip was cut like that thick. And there were these giant chunks Good. of tri-tip. Delicious. Like gigantic, unfathomable chunks of tri-tip in these sandwich. And I was like, whoa, this is bonkers. But the fucking mazes were really cool man it's almost like they don't care about the decaying theme park around it they just put effort into the like fright fest thing and they did way more and there was way more effort and energy from this characters than any theme park horror experience Ooh, i don't that think i'm ever gonna accept the term characters and I combine words all the time. <laughs> yeah, characters is very good. Uh, I will also uh, the phrase the uh, the hungriest one makes dinner. Uh, Six Flags has something to prove, and they're gonna do everything they can to get you into that park. I think and so. good for them. I think that's and great. Honestly, if the only time I ever go to Six Flags is to is for Fright Fest, then good on them. You know, I would have never gone before. And I really enjoyed it. The mazes were very creative. They utilized the space very well. There was a bunch of really unique things happening in them. And it was just fucking awesome. I had a great uh, fucking time. Every time I go to Six Flags, I'm like, (laughs) you go to Universal, you go to Disneyland. It's like, they're obviously still like these family hubs. I would say that even like universal like non-family like older people like the steves and matt robs of the world will go and just kind of go to hang out and be kind of older and nerd out on stuff six flags is where dirty little teenage kids go to fuck yeah it's finger so, blast each other it's on oh so god funny. Dude, the it's amount so funny. of children i've seen making out is higher there than anywhere oh, yeah. in life including dude, movies there were kids like behind bushes yeah. in the like darker yeah. areas like, crawling out with their pants unbuttoned and stuff and yeah. like it's like yep. i'm uh, surrounded by a very horrifying scenario <laughs> <laughs> that under normal so circumstances funny. would be very dangerous for me to be in <laughs> would you say steve like would you give it 5 out of 5 peters and an ordinary adventure star or would you give it <laughs> If we're giving you the ordinary Dude. adventures, <laughs> great. So, Why they Grace, didn't do Fright Fest? I think they did. I think. Well, I don't think they've done Fright Fest. No, I know that they've been most. They they stuck with Oogie Boogie and they did, they the, did bash, the one in Florida. The Holly, yeah, the, yeah, the Halloween bash. But they didn't um, do like horror nights or anything. I they've done horror nights. They've done both okay. horror nights oh, in so maybe Florida they, so they don't and do in, knots? 
I, I oh, they did do. I believe they didn't. I don't know if they oh, did shit. not. Oh shit! So if maybe I talked they to you about not. Maybe they did not. Uh, but I haven't seen Fright Fest or the. Is that Fright Fest is the Six Flags one? Fright Fest is the Six Flags one. Yep. Yeah. It's very good, well, dude. How many how many Steves would you give? Honestly, a, dude. Uh, out of, like out of five Steves. Yeah. I would and an say ordinary adventure Six star. Flags gets like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Six Flags gets four out of five Steves with nice. one ordinary adventures. Okay. <laughs> and Knots okay. gets two out of five. Ooh. With Knotts. no ordinary adventures. Way down, okay. way down the line. Sorry, Knots. Get out of here. And wow. I, Universal didn't even make it. So, but I would, wow. I'm saying, I, I would say. And there's no way the Six Flags one is like super expensive or anything like that. I can't imagine. Six Flags is kind of like a cheap park in in general, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six Flags is so thirsty for you that anytime Please. you go to Six Flags and you buy a ticket, they're like, "Hey, that ticket will also let you come in any time for a year." You can probably <laughs> come in. You can come back anytime. <laughs> Twelve dollars, you can come in anytime you want at night yeah. too. It's like a gym. Come in at like two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, we don't have any food because of all the ants. But oh, the Six dude. Flags. When Grace and I went to Six Flags, there's one roller coaster where right at the end, it 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 pulls you when you're going back into the like get off the tram the ride. A, a gaggle of bees, like so many bees that you go through, and you're surrounded by like. Everyone on the ride is going, look at all these bees. And they're everywhere. It's a and cloud it's of bees. bees. Real bees. Uh, and you and it drags you through the bees before they were people get getting off stung? The ride. Were, did you get no. stung? The bees, you know bees, they're just chilling most of the time. They're but you're chilling. like, this is a shit ton of bees. Whoa, it's there's crazy. like a hive there and they don't give a fuck. Not no. at Dude, all. They drag you right teenagers. through. Them. I've never seen an adult. Every one of them is every. <laughs> Dude, Grace was like, these are children. This That's whole park so is funny. Dude, isn't that kind of scary? That's kind of scary. I've so never scary. seen an adult working. It's like Not children. Crazy. Dude, it's fucking children of the corn, and they made a theme park. <coughs> yep. That's so funny. And true. Uh, it's Village of the Damned. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, let us know oh. your hot horror, horror movie hot takes and... If you went to any of the uh, scary Halloween places in your neighborhood, and and and, and if those were worth visiting, our engagement's gonna f- skyrocket the roof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, anything else? No, that's fun. I needed that. No, it's good. Bye. Thanks. All right, kids. Have a good good time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.